The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Okay, here we are. Welcome everybody to Sunset City, a Sonic podcast for the classic and modern age. I'm Nick, and with me today I have Cirrus. How you doing? I regret many life decisions, but yet I'm here. We also have Wayne. Uh, man, you know how people just have like a, a, the, those tanks where they just got like essential fluids around at all times. Some people people keep that with water. I need that, but it's just coffee. I need uh, uh, people espresso machine. So everyone's kinda, I need just hot coffee all the time. Just hyped and. <laughs> oh, everyone's just super excited today. You have no idea. But thankfully, we have our our hype machine. Oh wait. No, that's right. Um, unfortunately, Pup, uh, he's taken up his new job as a part-time astronaut. Um, fortunately, there were some schedule conflicts. He's currently up in space, so that's what he wanted me to tell you, and that sounds stupid. Uh, anyway, we've got a guest. Noah Copeland, how you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing good, and I, for one, regret nothing. <laughs> that sounds That sounds like coping to me, but then again, I'm kidding. It's in the name. Dude, oh, damn it. It is it is good to have you on and I'll be honest um the the thing we talk are talking about today I only just played through the first campaign last night but I'm very excited to get into all the nitty-gritty there. Um but first... Hey, that's that's great to me. <laughs> I was I'm happy if anybody plays even half of it to be honest. So thank you. Uh uh Saving my comments for just a little bit here. Uh, first things first, uh, as per usual, everybody, I'm already seeing Jamal. Thank you, Jamal. Um, dropping a super chat. We are saving those until after the main discussion, as per usual, uh, just so we can give you guys the time to breathe and all of us be idiots about your your wonderful questions or comments. Um, and we actually do have a very little bit of news in terms of Sonic. Not a whole lot that I can think of. Um I'd say, like, the biggest one is the high grounds drop of the keyboards that happened today. And when I say happened today, I mean, they said it was going to be for 12 p.m. Pacific time. But they still, like, as soon as you signed up for, a, a like, a notification said, oh, but we're going to do early access. So most everything was sold out before 12 even. <laughs> yep. They're gone. They lied to. Yeah. I, uh... I would still keep an eye out for any um, restocks, just in case. I did manage to get myself a uh, um, one of the Green Hill mouse pads, and that was just all they had available. But then later I checked again, like a second time, and I mean, none, none of the Green Hill keyboards came back, but the keys did. So I ended up buying that, and I wonder if that's just part of the ruse. So I have to pay shipping twice. I don't know, <laughs> but... <laughs> But I think it would just be more expensive for them. But yeah, no, since I, I can't get the keyboard itself, I still have that, that green Halo keyboard that I got. So what I'm going to do is just make that really ugly. That's the game plan. I'm really excited about it. Sonic and Shadow one looking fresh, though. Well, you can still get it. That's the only one that's stayed in stock that entire time. What? That's the best one. That's the ugliest right one. I, that's the, <laughs> I it is so boring. One. Yeah, the Dreamcast it's, one was hot. That was really. It's hot. got my boy on it. <laughs> I get my that. edgy boy. I respect that. Did, but, but did you guys ever see? Art. 
Did you guys ever see that uh, back when the 3DS was doing the like custom themes and stuff like that? Did you ever see the Dreamcast one? No. Yeah, there was a there was a Dreamcast theme for the 3DS and uh, it played like the little uh, UI sounds uh, when you moved it around and such. I think it had like even the little VMUs in the background. When you close the system, if you have the volume up, when you open the system back up, it makes the disc reading sound of the oh. Dreamcast. Oh, I love that. I saw a modded yeah. 3DS that had the Saturn. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you call it. Like the the menu? I guess that would be the best word for it, right? Like the menu that if you didn't have a disc in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I freaked out to that because I love that little spaceship so much. But yeah, that's all I really have for news. Unless you guys can think of anything else that happened this week in terms of Sonic. I mean, the there bugs. was a game release. Oh yeah, but oh, yeah, before there was, we get to that, yeah, the bug. Before we get to that, there was there's bug fixes for uh for oh, Sonic Origins. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, so um... they said they added features to the music player for Sonic Three Knuckles. What do they mean by that? I, I haven't gotten a chance to. Soundcast cheats. No, you can access oh, they... cheats now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cute. I didn't think they were gonna touch Sonic Three Knuckles at all after um. Uh, after Stealth's uh, just tweet thread on the day of release of the game. But, I mean, Blue Spheres got updated, apparently, so the music matches better. The Tails thing is at the top of the list there, so that's that's better, I suppose. What was the other one? There was, like, another big one. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I, I don't know how you got... I don't know how that, that Tails glitch got got past anybody. I'd, it's on it every feels like version. A single, every copy. A single playthrough, like a, a single playthrough of Sonic Two, should have been enough for anybody to go. Wait, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Oh, I'm sure they saw it. Yeah, it's just one of those things where they're like, "Oh, darn, when's the release date?" <laughs> That's. I mean, I mean, after everything I've I've seen, and the way Sega kind of treats their releases, yeah, I, it was more important for them to hit Sonic's 31st birthday. <laughs> He was already a year late. Give him a couple more months. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's very important to any studio to read their agreed to release date. You know? Sure. Because every, every time afterwards that they have to fuddle with the marketing, that can be sales lost. And that's really important to them. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Actually, now let's just get into it now. Because, Noah, you made a little game that came out this week didn't you i did i made sonic triple trouble 16-bit a remake of the game gear game but like a genesis game yeah i gotta say man like i've never properly beaten the game gear version until last night because i was like i at least have to get from i have to at least beat the game once before i i touch the 16-bit version but it's That's weird because you call it the 16-bit version of this game Thing is, though, I hate that game, but I love your game. So what's the deal, man? <laughs> well, it's very it's an interesting balance, really, because um, it's cool that you played the Triple Trouble, the original Triple Trouble beforehand. But I intentionally made the game in such a way to where that wasn't necessary. And I knew that a lot of people would be playing the game just because, oh, look, cool Sonic fan game and not even knowing what triple the original Triple Trouble was. Right. So it's 
designed for if you've played any of the Genesis games that we all know and love, you're going to like this, regardless of your feelings of the original. If you do like the original, though, it will only enhance it. Or in your case, if you didn't like the original, as long as you like Sonic 3 and 2 and 1, you'll probably like this. Yeah, or just flat out, flat out replace it. Honestly, is what it what it felt like for me. I played the original back on a just through the emulated version on Sonic Adventure DX, and I could I could stand ten minutes of it. I I applaud Nick for being able to stand more than ten minutes of it. Dang the shade against the OG but, in here, uh, dude. It's but, just it's so <laughs> rough, man. It's so rough. That level design. It's just it's labyrinthian. It's it is such a it is a chore. Like I see what they were trying to do, and that's why I loved your your game because it really felt. Like, as I was playing through it, I was like, "There's some neat ideas here." I'm so drained. It's only an hour worth of playtime. Like a first time playthrough is just an hour. Like a repeat playthrough is going to be much faster than that, I'm sure. But then I played your version, and it was like you took all of those elements, either like transform them into something new and exciting, or you know, it was suddenly fun to play because it had the Genesis mechanics in it. Or you flat out ignored some stuff. Like I noticed like the, the fans in the second zone don't have the they just don't do the same thing that they did in the original, which was just make you float for no or no reason. Like there's nothing in the level design that dictates you need yes. to use those, which was ridiculous to me. Yes. Uh I found those personally a little annoying, so I was just like, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I just man. Well, yeah, as for me, it was like I, I think I played Triple Trouble may, maybe one time a long ass time ago. I don't even remember how long it's been. So this I, I don't remember a lot from it. This was a very fresh experience for me. Um, and especially just coming off of like doing a big retrospective on Sonic 3 and Knuckles, it it was amazing what a good continuation of that it seems yeah. to it seems to be. Yeah, well, thank you a lot for that, because that was definitely a goal. There's sort of a balancing act that you have to do where you're like, all right, so it's a 16-bit version of the of the of of Triple Trouble. So it needs to feel simultaneously like the original Triple Trouble, but also feel like uh, a continuation of Sonic 3. But it can't, if it feels too much like the original Triple Trouble, then it doesn't feel like a continuation of Sonic 3. If it feels too much like a continuation of Sonic 3, it can risk not feeling enough like Triple Trouble. So it's definitely a balancing act. And so to hear that, for me, is very rewarding um, to know that you feel that way, that it actually does feel like a continuation. Because that, throughout all the development, is just a pendulum that's swinging back and forth. They're just trying to get right, you know. Does that make sense at all? No, it makes perfect oh, sense. Yeah. No, it makes yeah. sense. And I, I can see yeah, that in the design too. Yeah, yeah, you get that sense while you're playing through the game and everything. And it's something that um, I think using Triple Trouble as a springboard was, was a good idea because it's like it does feel like it um, it carries over a lot of the qualities of say something like Sonic Three Knuckles. But you can also tell that there were things about Triple Trouble that lended themselves well to a bigger adventure that I feel like you took good advantage of to make it stand apart as much as reminisce. Yeah, I definitely think the concepts are all there with Triple Trouble. The ideas are all there, right? Yeah. It's just, I think, held back by the hardware that it was on. So it's just, take those ideas, take those concepts. What's the spirit they're trying to invoke? And then execute that spirit, spirit in the way that uh, a Genesis game would have done it. And that's how you land at where we landed at. I mean, I definitely it definitely feels like it's, like you said, it feels like a very nice middle ground between the continuation 
of a very good game and then the like the design sensibilities the ideas they were going for with the original game like i when i was playing it there were a lot of things where i was like oh i could see how that would have been a that would have been done on the original hardware and then when nick was playing through with me uh i was hearing him comment on like this is a cool idea i wish it was executed well this is a cool idea i wish it was executed better He's being much then, more polite. Like, I was cursing the whole way through. Like, I, was, you guys are being super polite to that game. Like, no, level design, back and forth. I don't care if it was the original hardware or not. It's just, a lot of it's just bad. A lot of it is just sloppy. And I just, I mean, that's why I'm not even the right word for it. But, like, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Do you ever play, maybe a little crude, do you ever play, like, a game and then go play like the uh, handheld version, like like yeah. Rystar. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, the Genesis yeah. version, then there's the Game Gear version, you know, or like Sonic One and Two. There's like there's the quote unquote the big version, and then there's like the truncated down version that's sort of taking those ideas and doing it in a kind of cruder way. Sometimes mm -hmm. it would help me if I sort of reversed that. I was like, okay, I have Sonic Triple Trouble. Let's pretend that this was a down port of a Genesis game. Let's now imagine what that Genesis game would have looked like in your head that would have been truncated down to this. And you sort of expand from it um, in sort of a backwards way. And that was pretty helpful as well. Yeah. And I'll... it was... Sorry, you yeah, go, sorry, to go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, and yeah, that's like... Uh, I was actually... Uh, for something that feels so authentically Genesis, it was also... There were a lot of parts that legitimately impressed me, like... The uh, the train chase for one thing was definitely a big one. I did have a question, um, and, and because I feel like I'm going crazy, I don't know if this was uh, what I thought it was or not. In the uh, the second act of the first level, there's those plants that you like jump inside of, and they like shoot you back and forth. You know the ones. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The sound effect for those were, were was that taken from Sonic Spinball? At the risk of looking like a complete chump, I have no memory of where I got that sound effect from. <laughs> okay. Or if I made it myself. There are a lot of sound effects in it. You remember, I've been working on this game for five years, so I've lost track of time. But Fair enough. There are a lot of sound effects in the game that are from Sonic 2 or 3, right? There were some sound effects in the game where, because it needed to be Genesis accurate, where it was just from a, another Genesis game. Like, there's a couple of uh, Rocket Knight Adventure sounds in there that just, like, sounded really good. And then there's a lot of sound effects that I made myself uh, using a Genesis uh, sound chip emulator. So what ended up being for those flowers, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Yeah, it, it just reminded me of something of the uh, the first stage from uh, Spinball. Um, I can't even remember what made the sound in, in that. It just kind of uh, triggered something in my brain. Yeah, they're actually more inspired by uh, Majora's Masks, if you can believe that. Oh, uh, Majora's like Masks, the, the little bomb flowers. flowers. Yes, exactly. Got you. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Well, I appreciate that. That's literally my favorite game ever made. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah. I put it in just for you, Wayne. I appreciate that. But <laughs> no, what, what I was you commenting know. on on the original uh, game here, because I, I def like, I mean, I literally have a spinoff show just about like the portable versions of console games. Like, I, I appreciate and I love. I'm always fascinated to watch how something is demade or how something is made to fit in this you know less powerful heart powerful hardware and triple trouble always in the back of my mind from my understanding from what i've heard from people was a better game because it didn't have a master system 
port. You know, like Sonic 1 and 2, they're lesser experiences on the Game Gear because you just don't have the screen space. So I assumed from Triple Trouble, with the Game Gear built in mind, it was going to be a better experience. And a lot of that stuff they do, again, like the later levels, much more maze-like and slow you down. And you, you have to play Sonic in a, a little bit a little bit differently than you usually do. But even that aside, like, Cersei, you heard me just venting about this or that and the other in that original game in the sense of, like, like the ring placement makes no sense here or the level design makes no sense here or this yep. or then the other. Oh, I just, but... heard, I just heard you talking about, like, the the labyrinthine game uh, level design constantly. The, that water level? I wanted to, I was, I was drained. That was the single worst water level I've ever played in a Sonic game. But Did you like the water level in my remake? That's the thing. Like I went to yours and you actually took elements of that labyrinthian section and it was just better. Like the confidence to not only like expand upon it. Cause I thought it was just going to be like a prettier version of triple trouble. And it's not like you just made it a flat out. You just made it a Sonic game where Triple Trouble took a lot of other options it couldn't take. So you take labyrinthian elements of it, but it's not the main focus. And it's just, it was so good, dude. It was so damn good. Well, that's good to hear because I think water level are hard to make because it's inherently sort of opposite. Sonic is about going fast. Water slows you down. How do you make this fun? It's like having molasses zone and yeah. having that be fun, right? And the original so, game is like, I mean, it already feels slower because, I mean, it's Game Gear. So it already feels like you're in a water level. So then you get to the water level and it feels like thick water level. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it was, so, it was a grueling experience. But yours was, yeah, dude, I need to talk to you about that elevator, though. We have some words about that elevator. <laughs> the elevator. The the last the last little area before the the final boss, because that's where I started oh. losing some lives pretty badly. <laughs> yes, yes, I've had a lot of people oh. uh, tell me that that is um, destroyed very, their very lives. Difficult. Uh, be, <laughs> I think that took me like two tries. It did okay on my second run. Um, it took it took me a whole hour. Do, oh, do you, oh wow, dude! Did you have a name for that for that robot? That is so. If you notice, the egg robos in there look slightly different. Yeah, they look uh, like we call proper. them the egg swats, Ooh. which Ooh. is sort of a uh, you know cartoon reference. Yeah, uh, was one of our artists, Dolphman. The yellow one is egg swat elite. Oh, okay. Yeah. And pro tip: definitely use tails on the elevator section. <laughs> there was a there was a stupid part of my brain when I was looking at those things, and I was thinking to myself, if I could name it. This would be the Dragnaut. <laughs> Got him. That's beautiful. I love that. I, I need I need some kind of Sonic enemy to be called the Dragnaut. Well, before we get gush too much into the little details here or there in level design, no, I want to actually ask you a little bit more about the journey up to this point and kind of just you as a person, like your your passions and everything. Like where what's your first Sonic game? What got you into the the series and what kind of led you to become a game designer cool yeah so sonic is kind of the reason i like games at all it's one of those things right yeah. had a game boy advance and i was just kind of like ah, whatever this, this is frustrating i was at good old walmart 
when I was a little child <laughs> and passed by the electronics section. And you remember when they used to have those demo kiosks where like the the TV was like 30 feet in the air and you'd like break your neck just trying <laughs> yeah. to play it and stuff. Yeah. And I see Sonic Adventure 2 on that screen and I was like, well, what is that? That is cool. <laughs> I mean, you got like a cool cartoon character ripping off the door of a helicopter and snowboarding down the streets of San Francisco and then getting chased by a truck while freaking punk rock music plays. I'm like, this is I as a 10 year old in 2002. This is everything a little boy could want like there is no noun in this sentence that i don't love like everything about this is great <laughs> so that's what set me down this dark path of being a sonic fan until i die um so yeah i would love that i was like i would when my mom would go get groceries i'd be like take me with you so i can go play sonic and i played that crap out of that demo right and i didn't have a gamecube and i didn't have money so i couldn't afford to buy it but what I did notice was there was a $10 uh, CD-ROM for PC that was the Sonic & Knuckles collection. Oh. Where you get Sonic 3, Sonic & Knuckles, Sonic 3 & Knuckles, and Sonic CD. Um, so I'm like, I can afford that, so I bought that. And then, so I had to think a healthy balance because I fell in love with, uh, you know, modern Sonic from Sonic Adventure 2, but I also was playing classic Sonic, Sonic 3 & Knuckles and loved the absolute uh, snot out of that game. And so it's sort of that sort of balance and love of both sides of Sonic and everything that sort of stuck with me uh, throughout those years. I wanted to be... I wanted to make games from that point. I would draw on the back of my homework level maps and controller layouts and all kinds of stuff like that, right? Um, So, yeah, but I really... um, kind of put it off for a couple of years and was I got more into music as like a teenager and stuff. It wasn't until I got in a call. So I got back into game development and was like, yeah, I still love my boy Sonic. I still always wanted to make games. So let's actually try to learn how to do that. Started downloading Game Maker, which is, I think, a wonderful program for beginners to use um, and started working on that. I helped out on a couple of Sonic fan games like Sonic Project Survival, if you ever played that one. I've not even heard or, of that one. Sonic Neo Genesis, well, they, neither of them exist anymore oh. because the classic thing of Sonic fan games, they were getting finished. Right. And because those didn't work out, I tried to take those lessons and use them to figure out how to actually finish a game. And that's how I came across Sonic Triple Trouble. I was um, working on a, a film, and I was on set for the film, and we were staying on location, and in between... Uh, after we'd finished shooting for that day, um, we were somebody in the crew had a PS2 and brought out like Sonic Jim's collection or something, and we started playing Triple Trouble. And I got the idea. I'm like, you know what? This would be great as a Genesis game. I wonder if this is possible. <laughs> if that nobody has, has anyone, surely somebody's done this already. Surely there's already somebody doing it. I look up um, and D Lightyears, who's our lead artist on the game, she had made tile sets for most of the levels of Triple Trouble in a 60-bit style, oh just basically God. begging for someone to go and remake it. No one had done it yet. And I'm like, well, this will be easy. <laughs> I've already got all the art made. I could do this in probably a year. <laughs> <laughs> five years later. Yeah, so only five years later, I'm on this podcast talking about how long it took me to make. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was... I was into Triple Trouble because I thought it would be the one that made the most sense. Instead of trying to make an entirely original game, all the ideas were there. 
right? I thought it would be the easiest to make. Obviously, oh it's not. Um, but yeah, uh, that's sort of a sort of quick bird's eye view of what uh, brought us to Sonic Triple Trouble 16-bit. That is absolutely incredible. I was going to ask you, because while I was listening to you talk about it, like, yeah, when... I mean, if you're part of the generation that grew up, you know, in love with Sonic Adventure 2, like, I was very curious to be like, okay, how do we get to Triple Trouble then? But then you went and explained the whole story, and that, that kind of... That's the it. importance, I think, of collections, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, it's so, it's so funny to me that I made a game that was supposed to be a Genesis game and was so faithful to Genesis that used the Genesis color palette, the Genesis music, everything Genesis, and yet the first Sonic game I played was on a GameCube, yeah, a Nintendo console. And the first Sonic game I ever bought was a weird PC port of a Genesis <laughs> game with MIDI music. So I think that shows the importance of collections like Sonic Mega Collection, which I had as a kid and played the snot out of yeah. Sonic Games Collection, I... and even Sonic Origins. Like I, That's why I was so happy that Sonic 3 and Knuckles was coming back on Origins. I'm like, this game is the GOAT. We must pass the torch down to the next generation 100%. to show how great this game is. I don't care if the music's changed. They must play this game. <laughs> it's that good. No, I, I agree completely. And hopefully they'll do the same for the adventure games. Like, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I grew up with Sonic 1 going on from there, but like, I'm not going to pretend like the, the adventure games aren't important either. Weird how those keep getting just sidelined, though. But That's, that's a lot of work, to, I think, to redo those. Well, I, let, let me let me dip into this because it sounds like you do have some experience because I don't know what you do in, in, in terms of like your life outside of this game. I don't know what you do specifically, but it sounds like you have some experience either with developers or just media creation of, of all kinds from the sounds of things on the set of films and stuff. Holy cow. I mean, it's all just indie stuff. I'm not like in Hollywood, just so we're clear. No, that's cool, though. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool seeing you getting out there and just being a creative because it's clearly i mean we're we're reaping the the benefits of it at the very least it's well i hope true. so i hope you like the stuff i make I'm yeah join the hell out of it but yeah i mean it and sounds like that's you... why adventure fans are better than classic fans now oh, god that's right i'm kidding I'm kidding it's... <laughs> i know don't know it's fine you guys definitely uh back the, the right horse with the gamecube definitely the most popular system of the time anyway <laughs> it's fine yes you had a question <laughs> do i genuinely love the gamecube design though like like in all seriousness like of all three of those systems of the now ten it's insanely beautiful i love that machine so so dearly but yes imagine if it was green i no. don't have to imagine it because i have two different green ones but you have wait oh i didn't know they made green ones <laughs> there's a japanese exclusive one and then there's a custom one i found on ebay so yeah it's fine well, but i just got flexed on so hard I I collect green machines. I'm I've got a problem. It's not a flex. It is a problem. It's a cry for help. I'm that way with, I'm that way with orange. Con yeah. Consider this: me and Wayne walking around a convention hall with Nick, and just every single time something vaguely in his wheelhouse that happens to be green pops up, the man drops another hundred dollars. And it wasn't that much money the entire time. I mean, I did spend a horrific the entire time. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, Nick. How much was it by the end? I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. All right. I'm just very <laughs> lucky that the YouTube channel did as well as it did. And I just have to thank Ian Flint. For some reason, like the, the Metal Virus video just blew up. So I was able to go on a trip and, 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 and you know, buy there some garbage. It's fine. Cool. Speaking of which, talking about your your channel, 
-hmm. And um, I believe you did some videos on uh, some Metal Sonic designs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So you say you've completed the Sonic and Tails campaign. Yes. Have you got all the Chaos Emeralds? No, I've only found four so far. But Okay, then I won't spoil it. Okay. Oh, in the, I was going to say... Sonic campaign? Oh, I got all the Chaos Emeralds because I'm not a bitch. <laughs> so... Wow. <laughs> how did you track so them you all will very much like one? it. Dude, I, I do you know how many times I played through Sonic 3 and Knuckles hunting down warp rings in, in, like for that one stupid video? As soon as I found out that's how you got Chaos Emeralds in this game, I was ecstatic. I tracked them all down like two, maybe three levels in, and then I, like the entire rest of the time I was just finding empty warp rings because you can only collect six emeralds. Uh, nah, that shit was awesome. That is a cool, cool. That, that's an interesting little, uh, yeah, care to the the narrative there only six of them um yeah i only found four so far like i had I, again dude like i I this was late at night last night i was like fuck we need to actually play these games if we're going to talk to noah and i wanted good. I, I wanted the context yeah. of the original game start to finish did that did the next one and yeah man i gotta tell you like i'm i'm really excited to dig deeper into this game because i don't know how much we want to spoil here for anybody but the end of the game is not the end of the game. Yeah, I, I, the, when I beat the game the first time of the Sonic and Tails campaign, I only got three emeralds, um, because I'm, I'm bad at hunting down warp rings. But when I, when I beat the game the first time, I'm sitting here with Nick on the other, on the other end of the line while we're streaming. Nick's not watching my stream because he's trying not to get spoiled, and I just immediately go, "Oh, I'm not done." It's lied to me. There's more, and everybody in my chat is just going wild when that second campaign starts. And I'm just like, I can't I can't say what this is, but I know that Nick specifically will be fucking overjoyed at what I, at what happens at the end. I haven't gotten to play. I um so confession, I didn't touch this until this morning because I've been at work like all week. Um okay. but I sat down and I just played through like the whole first campaign and uh uh I know what the second campaign is. I just haven't gotten a chance to run through that yet. Yeah. Oh, well, heck yeah. We won't spoil anything here, but I gotta I'm, say... I'm like, halfway through it right now. Well, I... um, I And Sirius, you were noticing, like, you were commenting on this, too, and what I appreciated about this, too, was, like, not only do you take care in terms of gameplay... There's so much I want to pick apart and talk with you about here, because just I was so... Please do. Un, I was floored with the, the care... I gotta, I gotta be honest. Like I was going through triple trouble last night, and I was so tired and so, so just exhausted last night. I was like, he was my grumpy. Brain, I was mad as hell. But I was just like, were the IGN guys right all those years ago? Were Sonic games just bad? This game's just, this game oh is gosh. just not fun. And then A crisis. Like, and then I went and played the sixteen bit one, and I was like, oh right, oh no, this is how he's supposed to feel. Now we're back, baby. <laughs> it's just been so long since I've been happy with anything game-wise in terms of Sonic the Hedgehog. And that just it just warmed my heart because like not only did you just there are so many fan games out there that that do just copy the the physics and uh and everything from you know just ROM hacks, but like the level design just kind of falls apart here or there or this or that and the other. Like you can tell it's a fan game. If Sega had dropped this on me, I would not have been able to tell the difference. I would have thought this wow. was just like just like in the same vein of Sonic Mania or something like that. Like just in terms of like they, I think that's they don't have like 
yeah, like you use the actual Genesis assets. Like you're not like seeing the more animated Mania models or anything, but like just in terms of pure gameplay and and level layout, it it felt like a professional product, and it just wow, it was super super fun, dude. I think that's specifically like I was I was telling you, Nick, when we were playing through. I was just like, no, this just feels like Mania again. This feels like I'm playing Mania again, and that's amazing. I love it. Wow, thank you. Thank yeah, you very I, much. Um... I don't want to say what it is, but there was a there was an effect, uh, like a visual effect that kind of takes over during the train chase. Yeah. And as soon as I yeah. saw that, I was like, oh, yes. holy shit. Yes. <laughs> I was oh, like, let go. Dude, that was me the and, first me time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> the <laughs> that polls? was one of the things that me, the polls specifically. Yeah. <laughs> me, and, me and Nick were just sitting there like, oh, my God, this is that's OK. So that's right. That was the, the, the first thing that I said I wanted to compliment you on was the use of parallax scrolling. Just. Oh. All the all the all the multiple layers, the stuff that was going on in the background, the stuff that looked like a like SNES Mode Seven stuff, like all of that. The three D effect was in, insane, dude. Like, what did you good. do with that? Like, is that with like how did you how how? <laughs> um, there's a function in Game Maker that lets you um draw a sprite based on four cor corners. So then you just take each corner and you attach it to two poles that swing by. But you gotta literally interpolate their position to be based on the camera, and then it does it. And you have a great artist like D Light Ears and all the artists that help make the uh, assets for it. And boom, gotta, you got gotta it. Gotta pass on my thanks to those folks too, because it's it is great. So I being an idiot in terms of game design, I don't know anything about this. Would you be able to cram this thing onto a Genesis cart and play it? <laughs> so. Uh, no, you basically have to rebuild it for Genesis, right? Right. Uh, the Genesis is a, you know, very old CP, CPU inside there. That that Genesis came out in '89, but the CPU is even older, maybe like the '70s or something, right? Holy so cow. I gotta write. You gotta like write the instructions directly for it, right? As gotcha. opposed to more modern gaming, where you're sort of writing in abstractions that are then translated into code that the machine can read type of thing. So it, it took me five years to do this on modern tools. I cannot imagine how long it would have taken me to make it on an actual Genesis with actual limitations, because all our limitations were self-imposed. So no, you could not work on a Genesis, though I will say this, everything that you do see and hear is possible on the Genesis if somebody was crazy enough to do it. That's a so better way sound... to phrase it. Yeah, that's what I. That's more what I meant. But yeah, that's amazing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So all of the colors, it's like the Sega Genesis can only display sixty-four colors on screen. So in our game, you know, probably I'm sure there's probably you know a time or two there where it's not. But for most part, you're playing that game. There are no more than sixty-four colors on the screen because that's what we would would have done on the Genesis. That gives it that look. If you don't do that, whether you, you know, most, your average person doesn't know that, it, that there's 64 color limit on the Sega Genesis. But if you just see it, if you've seen enough Genesis games and then you see this, you can just subconsciously feel the difference. That's Speaking of cool. uh, writing instructions under a different context, of course, I wanted to, 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 uh, to pay note to um, the instruction manual in the, uh, in the zip file. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> That was adorable. I, I like that it was like, uh, did you guys like just make a manual and then uh, keep it all in black and white and then like scan them? So in that case, it was all done um, in digitally, right? 
Again, okay. D. Lightyear's, in addition to being a very good pixel artist, she's also very good at making things look old. It's just, <laughs> it's a weird talent, but she loves retro stuff, old comic books and things like that. So if you saw any of the the fake magazine ads that we did with like Knack pointing the gun and Sonic and everything that was made to look like a 90s thing, really, I just gave that to her and she went nuts. She has these like, she's like, perfected these techniques to make things look like they came out of <laughs> an old 90s magazine that's been uh crumpled and wrinkled to death the fake magazine ads oh, it was it was button. one of the first things i saw before booting up the game and i just uh, i just wanted to uh Good. to acknowledge that because i thought it was cute i'm glad you acknowledge it because as you know <laughs> no one ever reads the manual so <laughs> I, I didn't read the manual so yeah no you're right Yep, got him. See, we have. There's one got among him. us. It always happens. I, I, I guess I, I really am just the pro gamer here today, huh? What happened? I guess so. I guess you are, <laughs> Wayne. Congratulations, you win the gamer crown. I'll put it on your hey. head myself next time I see you. I, uh, I'm scared of you getting anywhere near my head. That's fair. I'm gonna go to Burger King very... right now and get it for you in a jury. I'm not kidding. I'm very I'm glad that this. you, uh. Sorry, go ahead. Very glad that you mentioned the uh, level dot, the level design specifically, because of the five years, that might be where the most time went. I can learn tell. basically. Yeah, it will. Thank you. It's it's not like I knew how to make levels and spent five years making levels. It's I spent five years learning how to make Sonic levels. For every level you played, there's probably ten that you never played that were really bad and terrible and. Just a lot, a lot of work studying, you know, be, thanks to like speed running and ROM hacking, there's maps available of all the Sonic games. You can just see the map, right? Mm -hmm. I, I study those things like a test, you know, just trying to figure out like how this works, what makes this part fun, and just, just a lot of, lot of just real research. The advantage of making a fan game is that you have a gold standard. A lot of times when you're making a game, when I've worked on like other games, just like smaller games and stuff that were not fan games, they're original projects, you spend a lot of your time going like, is, does this idea even work? If I can make this, if I can finish this, will this even be fun? In the case of a fan game like Sonic, you know that Sonic's fun. We've all played a Sonic game, and we've all had fun with it. So we know that if you play my game and it's not fun, it's not because the the uh because the fundamentals of sonic gameplay are inherently broken it's because i'm not doing it right mm. so it's kind of like um what do they say when uh if you ever heard that people that are responsible for like identifying counterfeit money is they just study what real money looks like so much and so hard that they can instantly tell when it's not there and so that's basically what i had to do with sonic levels to try to imitate it that actually that comparison makes sense because like I don't know if you've played any uh, trading card games before, but one of the ones that I play a lot, Magic the Gathering, pretty much anybody at my local card shop, if you hand somebody a fake Magic card within like a quarter of a second, they can identify all the flaws in it just because we've handled so many thousands of them. As you played so it when, so much. Yeah, when you when you see one that looks wrong, you know what to look for. You're just like, this this typeface looks weird. Something about <laughs> it feels real off. And, and other, like somebody who doesn't play the game We'll look at that and go, it looks like a magic card. What the fuck are you talking about? Right. Yeah. You know, so that comparison makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. That's really what it's like. It's, I don't have any particular, you know, genius smarts or skills or anything. It's just a matter of looking at the level design and just knowing what that's supposed to look like and until you can make it.
I I think your hard work paid off, man. Um, we keep going back to this one specific level, and I think it is just like, I think it's the crown jewel, honestly, in terms of the package. I mean, it's like start to finish. I I thought it was just very tightly put together, but there was this one section of the original game where I first started off with like, oh, that's a really cool idea. And then it turned into like, this is just so badly put together. And that's the train level. The train yes. level on, in the original game, um, you get to the, the goalpost and then the level keeps going. I'm like, oh, that's that's really fucking cool. And then Tristan turns into Auto Runner. You get a few rings and then you do this mindless jumping and hitting badniks for a little while for like like a minute or 90 seconds or something. It's much longer than it needs to be. It's not challenging. It's boring as hell. And then you get to the train at the end there. And the only real challenge is that the camera is just going back and forth a whole bunch. So it's just <laughs> kind of hard to just get your ground. So like I ended up dying from just from just shooting this one attack. It has one attack. It just shoots a little spike ball and that is it. And it killed me twice. And it was embarrassing as hell. And it's just because of the stupid shaky camera. It's not challenging. But every time you die, you have to go do that mindless auto-scrolling thing with no challenge to it whatsoever every single time. And it turned into like, oh, this is a cool idea to... Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much. And then you got a hold of it. And suddenly it's this insane train chase from cart to cart. And and Knack, which I'm gonna get into him or Fang, whoever you want to call him, I'm gonna get into him later. And just like it's this completely unique level, and it's incredible. It was so good. Wow, thank you, man. Yeah, well, you know, the train is the money shot from Triple Trouble. Yeah, I think man. it's the thing most people remember because it's it's different. There's not really any other bit like that, and the song really sticks out. That's everyone's like favorite song, yeah. right? So there was a lot of pressure to do that train right. It's like if there's one thing I had to get right, I had to get the train right, right? Um, so that was made maybe in the last year of development. Trying, I kept putting it off because of the pressure. But I, so I was by put by doing it late, I was able to use all the lessons I'd sort of learned. But really, what I wanted to do was just think of. I, I'm glad you really liked it because I really wanted to flesh it out and do like pretty much everything possible with the train. Right, yeah. you're off the train. You jump on the train. You get knocked off the train. The train goes through a tunnel. And that's a nice change of pace. Knack blows up the train, and then you defeat the train head with the classic ending and everything like that. And then it gets crushed too. I love that little extra bit at the end there. It blows up, and then the face gets crushed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> comedic timing. The fact that it had like legitimately funny slapstick was uh, kind of the cherry on top. It's just. Man, it was just like this is what I wanted from like if there's gonna be continuation from classic Sonic, like I wanted I didn't want just to repeat the same stuff that we had done in those games prior to that point. I wanted to see these unique ideas kind of fleshed out and a chase scene in a Sonic level, like a train chase in a Sonic level is just yeah, it's unique and it's brilliant and it was super I think fun. that's my advantage. Thank you. I think that's my the advantage of having Sonic Adventure 2 be kind of the first game I played, and then Sonic 3 being the next one after that. Yeah. If you look at sort of the direction of Sonic, from Sonic 1 to 2 to 3 in the adventure games, there was an increasing emphasis on, like, cool action set pieces like that. 
like Sonic Three has starts with Angel Island getting set on fire. Like that's yep. cool. You know, Sonic Adventure Two again. You're snowboarding. You got the the truck chase and all this stuff. There's these big action set piece moments like that, right? Right. And so that is really what I wanted to bring forward with the train. I'm like, I don't want this to just be a level that happens to be on a train. I want it to feel like it's an event. It's a memorable thing that really sticks out. But you did manage so, to to mix in not just the spectacle, but the gameplay aspect, which I feel like a lot of more modern Sonic games goes one way or the other. More bluntly, like mm. the Boost games get a little bit too too spectacle. Like it looks nice that yeah. first time through, but at the at the end of the day, you're not really interacting with whatever's happening. The train chase, you're you have to be on top of it the entire time. You have to be doing something. You can't yeah, just so be it's, a it's important to have substance too, right? Yeah. You have to have substance and not just the spectacle, right? And that's what I think was a big push to make you go on the train. Because if you're off the train, you have to keep up with the train. And then it's an auto runner. And that could lean an auto runner for four minutes could get a little boring. Yeah. But if you're on the train, then it can come a little bit more like a traditional level because you're moving with it. And that type of thing and going back and forth if you notice that the level goes back and forth between auto running auto running and being on the train and back and forth a couple of times to just to try to mix up that pace and keep that same feel of a fast moving level with maintaining the, the, the substance that was the the key that i managed to figure out uh when making that level yeah i mean all, honestly i think that is kind of the secret sauce of sonic at the end of the day is like yeah like what made him special from mario was that extra little bit of spectacle, but underneath all that was just a really fun platformer. And it even Sega themselves kind of lose themselves in into what that balance is. But I, I kind of feel like this this fan game is going to stand out among the greats of any of these fan games. Like this is going to be compared to other video games in the mainline Sonic series. It's going to be compared. It's already superior to the original game it's based off of. You know. And I know, like a game you carry, oh, it's not that that high of a bar to hit, but like, this is standing toe to toe with games I've always considered like, like some of the greatest ever created. So, oh my word, it's it's just oh, it's you. really good, dude. Like it, I I think people don't understand because I certainly don't like how hard it is to find that balance when Sonic Sonic is made to feel like this is just like the most natural thing on the planet. Like just rolling the oh ball, like it's just supposed to. It's supposed to feel natural and fun and freeing. It's kind it, of the idea of having it like a like a big physics playground. Yeah, and it's really. I mean, Sega themselves can't seem to find that. You know, it's really apparently hard to to find that balance. But this this project does that. It's it's incredible, and I, I I'm afraid to get into spoilers here, but I also wanted to comment on because Cyrus, you were saying this and that and the other during your playthrough, like how you managed to actually tie this in to the established lore that's already there in the games because as the original game was, it doesn't make any damn sense in terms of whatever the timeline is for Sonic. Yeah, well, that's kind of the, the, the thing that I'm kind of proud of is that I don't actually do anything that contradicts the original game. Right. It essentially just fills in empty gaps with information that makes it all make sense, but it doesn't do anything that contradicts what you do see in the original game, right? Yeah. I, 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 if you go back and play the original game, you can almost imagine that 
those gaps are filled and you still have a good time. There's nothing that sticks out, right? And that was sort of a a puzzle, basically, to try to figure out. And it was one of the first things I worked out. I'm like, all right, if I'm going to sit down and do this, I, I love Knuckles a lot. So the first thing is like, okay, if this is going to be a Genesis game, then, and it's, then it's going to be after Sonic 3 and Knuckles. But it's also really disappointing to me for Knuckles to have this great character arc with Sonic where they team up at the end, only for him to turn around and be like, you, you're you bad again. So <laughs> Yeah, the way you, without, without getting into spoilers, the way that you made that section make sense that that plot point it was the difference between what was the the way we were talking about it yesterday nick we're like the plot of the the original game gear games it felt like the dragon ball z movies yeah that's how i compared it it was like it's just like it's it's just a side canon that's not really important to the the genesis games which in itself kind of just makes it feel like a lesser experience to begin with right like it doesn't actually matter the genesis games matter this doesn't actually matter just it's just a whatever it's just we're bringing in some elements from the genesis games we threw it onto the handheld here you go you stupid kids enjoy but yeah and then and then the version that we have here it's it's what it's what happened when akira toriyama got a hold of broly and went i'm gonna make this one canon and i'm gonna make it work here you go i'd, I'd go a step further than that though because that because canon broly and movie broly are two entirely separate characters like mm-hmm. this game here it took the spirit of that original game and and just made it made sense in the canon just by like as noah said like oh well all these elements are here what if we just did this and then suddenly everything makes sense <laughs> like that is all that took and i i i don't know i just appreciate the hell out of it just that I'm little glad you like that a lot it's just those little things that the fans are going to notice right like that's that's where it really comes comes down to is like yeah the the level design um and the mechanics and everything all of that is top tier that's the most important thing as far as i'm concerned but like then going so far as to be like yeah but what if we just did a couple little things here in the story just just for the sake of it let's make sense with everything else that's happening out there yeah have there been any uh, easter eggs or references to other sonic games that you guys have picked up on or oh. anything yeah, there's there's a few I noticed, but I'm sure I didn't catch all of them. But yeah, have you guys um, gone to the opening level with the lightning, switched the tails, and stood still? Yes. Oh, I I, I actually really liked that. Huh? <laughs> I did Why, not do that. So if you if if you if you swap to tails, and the lightning strikes, he does the uh, the cowering animation from the oh. Sonic OVA. Oh, that's a. <laughs> He's scared of lightning. What can I say? Oh, man. I don't know if anyone's beaten the original game or not, but like, man, there's just a melody medley, song medley in this game. I just, <laughs> it made me so happy. Oh, my God. It's one of the boss fights, won the medleys, and then you included all the themes. And I was there so There are happy. four in there. Yes. I was so happy. Four themes. I, oh. Yeah. Really, that came down to, you know, it's funny. I'm glad you really liked that. Uh, there's a lot of funny things that happens in creativity sometimes where you make something for a kind of silly reason and then it ends up making it better. In that case, I was like, okay, what theme do I use for this character? There are a lot of themes to pick from, and I'm afraid to pick just one 
and then somebody say, how come it wasn't this one? I'm mm. like, well, uh, what if I just do all of them and just mix them together? <laughs> that could be a disaster, right? And then I think it actually turned out surprisingly well. I was yeah. I genuinely was surprised to hear how well it worked because I, I've heard mashups of two specific themes that just haven't worked out at all because they're just so radically different. But I mean, yeah, oh, and on a Genesis mount chip, yeah, yeah. So that's even like even that's like a demake of uh, a lot of the themes that were already available, like in, in official yeah. canon. So that was it a was lot of super fun, man. Thank you. A lot of stuff like that. That's um difficult to do because of the genesis limitations like i i i really i mean obviously we talked about the story and like obviously i love sonic lore and stuff i did kind of want to push the storytelling forward a little bit because that's to me is the give the natural progression if you look from sonic one there was like hardly any like sort of um strong narrative moments sonic 2 has that whole ending sequence with tails and the tornado sonic 3 has great stuff with like knuckles being betrayed and all that stuff and then, um, so I'm like, all right, what's the next thing on there? It's really hard to tell a story with, first of all, without dialogue. There can't be any dialogue. Right. There's no voice acting. And so all you're left with is visuals, right? But everything we know about visual storytelling involves like camera angles and just like you can use different shots and perspectives. Now you have to tell it all from the side and it has to switch in and out of gameplay, right? So it was absolutely storytelling hard mode. Uh, to try to make all that work. So you sort of... But the advantage of that as a creative person is when you have very strict limits, it sort of forces you to make certain decisions that you may have not made otherwise, and it sort of takes you out of your comfort zone. And sometimes that can end up giving you a better final product. Just... Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, you, you made it work. You made it work really damn well. I was, yeah. Congratulations. That's I also, thank you. Also, just have to say, as a huge Metroid fan, I appreciated that there was a uh, there was a self destruct sequence. Yeah. In here. Yes. I knew you. There was a couple things that in was... there. I was like, Wayne's gonna just oh, goosebumps yes. for that boy. So that's the the opening level is a Metroid reference as well. Uh, to oh, Super Metroid. Oh, it is. The red eyes showing up, yeah. and then you start with a boss fight. Yeah. And you lose all your powers at the start too, like any Metroid game. You lose all yeah, the emeralds. I want to. I want to ask yeah. you, just because I'll be this little nitpicky little little son of a gun. So is is hypersonic cannon in your world? Because we had supersonic there. So I just want to know <laughs> in your brain, how do you think Sonic Three and Knuckles in it? Ah, that's such a weird thing, man. So like, because <laughs> because it. Hypersonic has uh, been explicitly said to be not canon. Since then, I did avoid it in this game, um, just to be like, it'd make it a little bit harder to try to figure out super emeralds when you you have to knock the chaos emeralds loose. Yeah, and there's also that element too. So I'm just like, we'll just stick with super. Yeah, just make it easy. Fair enough. Not even the Fair fan enough. world. My poor hyper. My poor boy. Well, for real though, it's. Like a couple other things I wanted to gush about real quick. Um, the soundtrack, for starters, mm -hmm. like hearing those those old Game Gear tracks, but um, through a Genesis sound font, or I don't know how you pronounce that or describe it. Is that the right word? <laughs> um, 
I believe that's one of the super chat questions. Um, but no, SoundCloud oh, is it? not the right word. It was, yeah. <laughs> was it? And yep, Trey. There, there we go. No, that's how I know that stupid word, Trey. He knows that that word triggers me slightly. Oh, does um, it? Because <laughs> sound font is okay. I'll just be a nerd really quickly. But sound font is a particular file format that stores samples, and then you can use those samples. It's .sfz, I believe. It's an actual file format, right? Mm-hmm. But people use it to mean just like the sound of or the timbre of. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know. I gave the example. It's like you can't like look at like a painting and be like, "That's a really nice JPEG." There, it's like JPEG is a specific file format. <laughs> it doesn't mean picture, right? Yeah. So that's yeah. I'm saying. But yes, the Genesis. I would say sound chip because there's an actual physical chip mm-hmm. inside the Genesis hardware that gives it that particular sound. Uh, that's manufactured by Yamaha, and then obviously it's been emulated since then. But I I usually say sound chip when. Referring to the Genesis okay. sound, but good to know. carry on. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. That's that's good to know. Like, if I'm going to be dabbling in this world or be a, like literally paid to talk about video games, I should probably know a thing or two about video games. So I, I appreciate any lessons I can learn here. So the Genesis sound chip, that first level, what what were your inspirations in terms of uh, transforming those songs? Because I got a lot of, and let, I want to know how you guys pronounce it, but I'm going to pronounce it the way I pronounce it. But I got a lot of Rise Star vibes from that, which I guess yes, in turn would be song? Sonic Team vibes in general. Um, just the first, like the the Great Turquoise, whatever that first level is called. Yes, yes, especially Act Two. Right? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I dialed up the Rise Star there because I love that soundtrack. To be honest, really damn good. It is, and um, so yeah, it was again a lot of research and a lot of study. Right. What's good about music is you can sort of have it on in the background. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm at a job where I can listen to music a lot of times while I'm working. So That's I may nice. have listened to thousands of hours of Genesis music in this past five years, just soaking it in. What can this chip do? What does it do well? What does it not do well? Taking up emulators and bringing up, there's really great debug options to see like what the sound chip's actually doing all the tricks they use. You're only limited to six channels, so what do you use those six channels for and all that kind of stuff. So again, a lot of research to try to get that uh, the strengths of the Sega Genesis sound chip. And I think the advantage that we had, I didn't compose all of the music, I did most of it, but we had wonderful composers like John Tay and DV2 help out as well. Um, the advantage that we have is that actual Genesis composers were figuring it out still. But we have the entire library of the Sega Genesis And the homebrew stuff that's continued afterwards to look at and use that years and years of knowledge to our advantage to try to make the best use of the Sega Genesis uh, sound chip the way we can. And in my opinion, Rystar as a late Genesis game that came out, you know, I think the Saturn may have already been out by that point or was about to come out. It was around that time, yeah. Yeah. So there were pros by that time. You can actually get team, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you could. Rystar does this thing where it actually gets um, two sort of samples to play at the same time. Traditionally, only drums are sampled, but you have that one level in Rystar where there's both drums and voice at the same time, and that's just witchcraft. I don't even know how they did that, <laughs> but it was, that's absolutely incredible. So Rystar was a giant influence there of like studying that. There's another Rystar reference at the start of a uh, Robotnik, our version of Robotnik Winter Zone, directly references. Um, the uh, planet Freon 
from Rystar as well. The little bell at the start. It's just sped up. If you go back and listen to it, I'm sure you can. I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna give that a listen to. Uh, I'll be honest, like that's that's one of the spots where I did find my my one of two glitches in that game. <laughs> oh no, um, still working on bugs. No, I know I you promise. are. I know you are. Like this is <laughs> this is an incredible effort. Like I'm I'm much less forgiving on Sega releasing Origins the way they did or Colors before that, as opposed to yeah, like a fan game made by a small team. You just put it out. Yeah, I watched it. Love it. Thank you for that, because I watched a review where somebody was saying it's like, they said the same thing. They're like, I'm more forgiving of a fan game because they're working with a small budget. And I'm like, small budget? How you about have a budget. no budget? You have no a budget? budget? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. 100%. That's insane. No, man. like it's it's in- Actually, that reminds me of a particular mechanic I thought was, was pretty smart in Origins, but I liked how you implemented it a little bit better, and that's uh, being able to have another chance at the special stages at the cost of a life. Yeah. So I, I oh, like So I actually have to give credit to Sonic Time Twisted for that. That's where that idea that's, came from. Okay. Interesting. So that's been around for a few years, two years at this point then. Yeah, they did that first and I thought that was really smart. I thought, you know, lives to a certain point, lives kind of get useless. When you get good enough at the games, for for these games specifically, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and also when it's not an arcade machine anymore, you're not worried about popping in quarters. Like, you know, most modern platformers, like, I think, like, uh, the latest Crash Bandicoot, don't have lives anymore because they don't serve as much of a purpose as they once did. So that's the cool thing that I thought Time Tested did that was really smart, was giving lives more, uh, giving you more of an incentive to collect one-ups and lives is the cost of using them as a currency for trying out the special stage. So I'm glad to hear that uh, y'all enjoyed that as well. There was a nice, it was a nice risk reward situation there. Um, yeah, because again, like I really thought that was a smart idea in Origins, despite how limiting the rest of the anniversary mode was, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. That's another topic for another time. But yeah, I, I thought it was just like yeah, just bring it into the the live system as it is, and it it worked out quite nicely. Because I think lives were still. I mean, my first playthrough of that game, it, it, there's always going to be like a risk I'm going to to game over if I don't know the layout. But I rolled through it without too much issue. But yeah, oh, like man. special stage four, that was that was starting to give me a, a bit of grief there. And I was starting to sweat What's interesting is everyone seems to have their, their own special stage that's yeah. the one that gets them. It hasn't been anyone consistent for me, so... Like if if it was one, I might like consider like balancing it. But everyone's been like, "Dude, three is terrible. What are you doing?" And then other ones are like, "Nah, man, five is the one that sucks." <laughs> it's just no, like, I was okay. gonna say like that's why I'm I'm holding off because because uh, yeah, until I, I I need to play more of this. But like by the time I got to four, like it took me about three four tries to to get through that. But I was like, "Oh, he's he's getting mean." <laughs> Oh no, what's five and six gonna be? Would you believe that I was afraid that the special stages were going to be too easy and going to be criticized for being too easy? No, I don't. I think you're a liar. I think you're lying to my face right now. Are you kidding me? No, dude. That's that shows you a huge challenge of game development that a lot of people don't realize is when you're playing your game and you're testing it constantly over and over, you lose perspective really quick. I've heard and you that. become a pro yeah, at your own game. I've heard that. That is so I'm sitting there going like, this is baby level di- uh, difficult because I know I made it. I know the insides and out. I have everything. I have the precognition. I know to turn it on that corner because I know what's around the corner because I, I'm the right. guy that put it there. Right. right. <laughs> so 
So that really skews your perspective and stuff. So I was so scared that they were going to be too easy. <laughs> and if anything, it's the opposite. Probably. Well, if they're not, yeah. <laughs> sure as hell not. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely not not too easy. But they they feel good though. Like that's the biggest thing for me is that they feel they feel good. Um, I when 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 I was playing, there were people in my chat that were like, "Oh my god." these special stages are such an improvement over what was in the original. And I was like, yeah, no, the idea that the plot is that you're trying to deal with Knack getting emeralds with you. And in the special stage, you're literally just fighting him to get an emerald. No, this is perfect. I love this. I love that he's a perfect. constant problem through the whole game too. Like he's just, yes. I, I forgot he was in the original game when I was playing through it last night. Like, yeah, that was something that was important to me. It was like, if this is Sonic Tri Trouble, then I want all three Troubles troubling you at, throughout the game, you know? Yeah, and a lot of those ideas, which I was, even as a kid, like I, I was playing through and I was like, I'm remembering why I didn't like the Game Gear games as a kid. Because I did love all these ideas, and I was excited to see Triple Trouble bring in a brand new character, bring back my boy Knuckles, and the little I remembered, I love the idea of giant versions of Badniks as... Uh, end game or not end game and level bosses and mm -hmm. I, just playing through it last night i was just like this this fucking thing i forgot knack was in the game and then i ran into him and he was sleeping <laughs> sleeping on the job yeah so those special stages are just 2d regular levels in the original game where there's sort of the precedent in classic Sonic that the special stages are always some sort of 3D thing that's sort of different, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was thinking the logical progression. Have you guys ever heard of a game called Panorama Cot? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So this is a Japanese-only Genesis game um, that is was the inspiration for these 3D special stages because it was really pushing the that sort of that 3D perspective. Makes sense. That, yeah, and the Mickey Mania it. one too. We'll talk about that in a minute. You, you go ahead and finish your point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that was the idea was making um trying to keep that 3d thing but then that sort of left us with well there's sort of that aesthetic and those special stages from the original game special stages do those go and use or what happened so i'm just curious if anyone has stumbled across them yet and that secret or am i giving too much away you're giving me more reason to go back like I'm excited to like when we're done with this, I'm probably gonna go back and, and play more of this. I gotta okay. I got more things to get done today. But I'm I'm playing more of this game tonight. There's there's no two ways around it. I'm excited to play a Sonic game again and it just warms my heart, man. <laughs> That's good. And Warm, yes, Mickey Mania. Of your heart. Panorama Cotton. I was I don't know why we were talking about the special stages this long. And that would have been like the one spot where I've been like, How did you pull that off? But yeah, Panorama Cotton, that is Wow. Deep cut. That is deep it's cut. not a deep it's not even just a deep cut. Like that game is a technical wonder for what it did, considering it's the Genesis. Insane. But yeah, the also the snowboarding section too. Like that was like like the only game I can think of that had anything like that was like Mickey Mania. If, yeah, yeah, Mickey I, Mania as well as the Lion King on Sega Genesis. Yeah, similar. Yes, that's right. Thank you. Uh, an indie game called Beard Blade that's really good if you guys haven't played that I'm, came out I'm, recently. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, check that out too. That's ah. yeah. Ugh. So I was just like, I want something like that because there's that feel of. What's funny is how many times you know I talked about how strict we stuck to the Sega Genesis limit is how many times people came to me and would say like shake their finger be like that's not possible on the Genesis that couldn't like they're trying to like limit it and stuff I'm like 
if you like look at Genesis developers at the time, they were trying to push against those limits as much as they possibly could. They were trying to show off like cool effects and stuff. I mean, just look at the adventures yeah. of Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. what I wanted yeah. to do is get that spirit is throw yeah. in those effects like that, those Mickey Mania effects. There's two Mickey Mania re- uh, references. There's the spinning tower and Atomic Destroyer as well. But yeah, you got to put that stuff in. Yeah, the spinning the spinning tower reminded me of the uh, the way that you hand like the area that you fight Metal Sonic in in a uh, Mania. It, it felt made me, a lot it like made me think again. of Kirby Kirby's Adventure because they had like this weird kind of effect that just I looked at away. that as well as a reference. Oh, yes, that's amazing! 100%. Oh man, <laughs> I'm having so much fun. This is great. Oh, I love this game. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Well, um, yes, I'm glad you guys are picking up on the non-Sonic references, too, because it's it's a mix of just a lot of games I like from that era and that time as well. So awesome. The Metroid, Kirby, you know, all of it. Wayne and I were literally joking before we got on here about, like, I forgot what it was, but I was just so excited to talk with Wayne because, like, you've played other things outside of Sonic. Oh, my God. (laughs) Heck, yeah. Oh, man. That was something special about the 16-bit era. And I guess, like, the... I mean, Kirby's Adventures, like, it's that's a tail end. That I mean, the 16-bit systems were out at that point. But, like, it was just, like, hints of graphical uh, just tricks and stuff like that. Like, before we got to full-on 3D, we can have whatever we want in video games. Like, it was, it was just cool to see those little effects just randomly pop up in, in video games. Sonic was always just a showcase of that with the special stages, of course, but... But yeah, like Kirby or Mickey or something where you're just playing through the game and then suddenly you're in a new a new perspective with the level and it just even today yeah, there's something it's just admirable. exciting about it, yeah. Some admirable about knowing what the limits are and seeing people push up against those. Cuz now it feels like with games, obviously you can't, but you kind of feel like you can do anything. Yeah. Right. And so when you know that you can't and you see people do the impossible, it just makes you kind of go like, "Wow." That's really special, you know, and you see that a lot with late cycle, late console cycle games, which is what this game in my mind hypothetically was. This is the Sonic Genesis game from 95 that never came out. So what would that look like? It's got to use those effects. I I miss the days where we had those limitations because I games were able to wow a lot more than based solely on the fact that people got away with stuff like uh, Nick, me and you were talking about God of War 2 when we were playing this and like how as a late PS2 game, that game was doing things that you were seeing done on the PS3 and 360, but they were being handled on the PS2, which was like the weakest of that console cycle. And yet it was it was handling all of it just fine. You're just like, oh my god, this was what this console could have been doing this whole time. Yeah, the sense yeah, of scale in the game was incredible, but yeah. That's what I spoke about earlier when I was like that limitations sometimes force you to make uh, decisions and things that you couldn't have done normally. Yeah. So yes, we do miss those limitations yeah. in a certain way. Art thrives like, within its boundaries. I had somebody... Uh, you go ahead, wait. Like Xenoblade Chronicles running on the Wii somehow. Yep. <laughs> no, but I was thinking of... Um, somebody left a comment on my Clonoa video recently because uh, I'd made some mention about like, well, maybe they didn't want to bring back the original graphical design of the, the first game or put it in as a unlockable or something just because like maybe a modern fan base would find it ugly but somebody was just like yeah but i kind of i kind of judge things on like what the hardware can pull off and i was like you know i think a lot of gamers actually do that more often than we don't i don't think it's just just an age thing i still think anyone that cares about the craft will go to a playstation 
and understand what it can do and appreciate what it can do. And when it sees it excel or they see the developers like they they found some workarounds or did something really clever with, you know, this these mechanics or not mechanics, but just the what they had in terms of tools. I still think it shines in its own unique way. Yeah, or maybe I'm I don't actually like to use the term. I don't like to use the term that a game like aged poorly or anything. I try to avoid that because to me, in my mind, I'm like, what was happening at the time? Because that's all we can expect out of it, right? Yeah. If it was doing what was impressive on a PS2 during the PS2 era, you know, who cares if it doesn't look like a PS4? Like that's to me, the context is very important. Yeah, I agree. I that's why I get super just blustery anytime Pup starts talking about super mario 64 or something like that just like just, no it's knock it off that game <laughs> changed the, the world it changed the gaming. world and it's impressive <laughs> that it still is playable today like just uh, yes. no, i'm not i'm not hearing it not hearing yeah. anything against that game so even if it was a chore to play today i don't think it is it's that not. game did everything <laughs> it could have done right yeah. and there's a quote from um one of the hauser brothers who are the main people in charge of rockstar yeah. said anyone that makes 3D games and thinks they don't owe anything to Mario 64 is either stupid or lying. <laughs> I love that quote. No, 100%. Yeah, that's that's why I don't really do the Sonic Adventure Mario 64 comparisons. It just gets embarrassing after a little while. I still think that game's amazing. I don't care what anybody says. I guess, I guess we could probably get into a whole discussion about the actual quality of Sonic Adventure 1 and 2 as opposed to how people talk about it today. but Yeah, let's not, because I love not. those games to death, and I really don't care what anyone else thinks. That's, I respect that. I think everybody at this table loves these games. It's just like it comes down to, okay, but which one do you like more than the other? Because that's what the conversation always is. Your, who's your favorite of all of your children? Choose now. Yeah. Yeah, with like Sonic Adventure 2 and stuff, people come to me like, I'm like, I love that game. It's one of my favorite games. They're like, yeah, but what about these flaws? I'm like, oh, I know. You don't think I know that? That's Dude, a, that's the movies. other thing too, right? Like, I, I don't think people understand that about some of these games that came out of the day. Like, we knew they were there back then. That's how they improved oh, yeah. from there because we noticed that shit back then. Like, yes, we know there are flaws. This isn't a 20-year-old discovery. I, I promise yeah. you, we knew. <laughs> Yeah, like we we knew then. We know now. We enjoyed the game then. We enjoy it now. We just enjoy it with more ability to retrospect now. But that doesn't make us enjoy it less. Yeah, and I understand. Maybe it may not hold us up well to to new people because it's a new game. But listen, I fell in that love in love with that game when it was still um, young and skinny. But now, sure, maybe <laughs> it looks a little fat and flabby. But it's the heart that I fell in love with. And that heart is still there. Egg, Eggman's balding a little bit, but he still looks great. That's right. Oh, I offended Pup, and I'm not going to read a single word he said, because that's not what you said, you baby. <laughs> it's kind of what he said. No, he said it's historically fun to play. Pup, you little you little gremlin. Like, you never talk that, like that it's man, my personal opinion. Li- you... That man has literally said that the game doesn't hold up. Yeah, I'm not hearing it. Not hearing it. In those exact words. You can yell at me about it next week when you come back from space. Hope you're safe up there. All right. Well, guys, um, you know he's gonna end up. You know he's gonna end up falling into your backyard, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I get a. I'm working on his room this month. I'm so excited. 
I've got little party plates ready for them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, uh gentlemen, I yeah. I don't really have anything else to gush about in terms of the game. Uh Noah, before we get into the super chats and some of the questions that we have here, is there anything you kind of wanted to dive into a little bit more since uh it's just kind of been mostly me just yelling at you about how much I love this game? Cool. I guess the only other thing I would say is to anyone that wants to make a fan game or make a game in, at all is notice, uh, learn this big takeaway that I had from the experience to know that the skill set of creating things and the skill set of finishing things are two different ones. And that's the mistake I think a lot of people make is they get really good at the creation thing. They're a really good artist, a really good musician, but that editorial side of finishing things is a separate skill set. It is. And you have to get good at that in order to actually finish the game. Because I think that might be one of the things I am most proud of, even if the game was kind of bad, is that it's it got finished, right? Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> they never get finished. But I finished it. I did what I was going to do. I achieved my goal. I'm now in the post-release phase. I can turn that page on the book. And I'm like, heck yeah. There you go. That's what I would say. Know the difference. No, that makes sense. The uh, people trying to... Anybody can start a project and you can build something great and then be like, it's in it's in patch 1.5 point, 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 point. It'll be done eventually, maybe. And then eight years later, don't worry, guys. It'll be done eventually. <laughs> Keep on going on as long as you can. Yes. Get good at the art of finishing things. Yeah, that... Yeah. It is... It's incredibly important. Like, even, like, just a video. Like, just doing a video. Editing a video for YouTube. It, it does require, like... I, I do get into, like, these gaps of, like, I'm not getting stuff done because the writing's done. Oh, now I gotta get to the recording, but now I gotta get to the editing. And it's just... Yeah, like actually getting a project done is so incredibly important. So, yeah. But yeah, thanks for for all those those fun little things. Let's get into super chats, guys, and we'll go from there. Um, okay. We have them in the back room. Okay, actually, there is, if I may, one little thing I did want to say real sure. quick that I wanted to say earlier about the music. Okay, there's a plot twist in the game. We have not spoiled it later, but. Knowing the plot twist that you do now, I love a good plot twist when it's been in front of you the whole time, is listen to the boss fight music of Knuckles and listen to a melody in there and know that it's the melody, that's a certain melody that's been inverted. It's the same melody, but instead of going uh, um, down the scale, it's going up the scale. And even if you're not a musician, just go back and listen to it, knowing the plot twist and you can hear that the reference was teased at you the whole time. I have to okay. go back and listen to that. Cool. That's my <laughs> that's my tease. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to go back and pick this apart here. All right. So let's head over to the mailbag here. And um, I'll go ahead and start us off here. Uh, Noah, did you want to read any of these? Oh, I haven't been looking. I'm sorry. No, it's um. all it's all good. Because usually, what we do is we just kind of go around the table here. 
Um, so in this case, it'd be me and then Cirrus and Wayne. And if you wanted to join in, then you can read one as well. Otherwise, um, we'll just read them and then direct the questions at you as necessary. Cool. You y'all, y'all can just read them. Okay, cool. All right, so uh, first off with Jamal, $2. Happy B Theory Friday, Milk Bro Forever Wall. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks to our Paul Jamal. <laughs> you, you knew it was coming. Yeah. Cirrus? Next one we have is from Mr. Krabs, uh, Pup Space Arc, also greeting from Mexico too. Where are you usually Maybe from, that... Mr. Krabs? That's a you you on an adventure? Good for you, dude. Uh, we also got Otis Small with five dollars. Sorry, Sunset Civilians, ya boy here. <laughs> Pup has to go to space until his NIDS is cured. <laughs> oh, and he's got two reference. He's got nids. Uh, hopefully, that will be before next Friday. Or, you know, he'll get shot and then... Or maybe he'll be the one sent back to, uh, to blow up the world. I don't know. <laughs> oh, really? He promises you revenge. How much of that do you think is going to be in Sonic 3? Legitimately. <laughs> I don't think, man, they're, I don't think we're ready for it yet. I think it's too soon to do Shadow. It's like Harry Potter didn't get, start getting dark till number five, man. Like, we got a ways to go. I don't think, I don't, look, (laughs) I just don't think the Sonic franchise is going to get that dark again, period. I don't think that they're going to, I don't think they're going to shoot a child. I don't think they're going to shoot a child. I'm standing by that. I want to see her bleed on the screen. Yeah, Cirrus. Yeah, Cirrus. I need to see a body. (laughs) I want my R-rated Sonic game. I'm a teenager with too many hormones. (laughs) He should kill Eggman, finally. It's time. Yes. And also say Big Oof, though. (laughs) Big Oof, Eggman, please. I am very, actually, very... um, how they handle Shadow is very important to me. Yeah, I know. I fucking know. You're a Sonic Adventure 2 fan. All of you. You all just like Shadow. Just admit it. Yeah. That's all you guys I, like. Look, I, I love Shadow. I can't <laughs> help it that we're all correct. The, the thing is, what is important for me to say, too, is I like Shadow in Sonic Adventure 2. Wait, what's, what's I, I was going to say, that's the, that's the only game that character has existed in. Somebody else has stolen his name in the entire rest of the franchise. Okay, then I think we're all in agreement here. I think okay. he's just fine in other games. That's. I, I think, think he's, he's a fine. fine character. He's just not He's just not Shadow from Psychometry 2. I'll tell you this. You know what's actually really funny? Is my other favorite appearance of Shadow is Sonic 06. Yeah, I know. Because yeah. yeah. you're a Shadow fan. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, six shadows, really good. Yeah, yeah. I've been That's told. It's really funny to me. A couple oh, you've times. Been told. Sorry. A couple. I didn't know I was just repeating the. I feel like I'm, I'm right now. I sound like the guy that tweets. I feel like I'm the only one that, and then tweets something very. <laughs> am funny. I? Am I the only one? We are. And we as, are post sixty episodes. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's just like how Pup is the only fan of Sonic Unleashed. <laughs> the only one. The only, the only one. one. He's the only one. Uh, for real though, Shadow's characterization in those games is is pretty baller. All right, um, Noah, you get that short of. I what a who? Uh, in, oh, in the mailbag here, he's he did not even give you words, so have fun with that. What hedgehog toot? 
Go fast? I mean, I guess it's supposed to be going fast, but every time Sega uses it, I just imagine it's a blue ball ball farting. So I I, I just see that, and I'm just thinking toot toot Sonic Warriors. Like, yeah. Hey. Oh, that's what he should have done was two clouds and then a Sonic. Toot toot Sonic. I'm just going to end my videos instead of toot toot. We just have two farts, two actual farts. Just real squeakers. Let's not and say we did. <laughs> All right, OzJamH with $10. Thank you, dude. Hey, dudes, nothing crazy today, but just wanted to say instead of chili chili dogs to consume, try pizza today as you want to watch the Rise of the TMNT movie today. Signed, a guy who doesn't eat neither. I, you, you kind of, there's a double negative in there. Then he calls up, P.S. Yo Mama. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Yeah, no, I uh, actually have never finished Rise. <laughs> But I know the new movie's out. I got through season one uh, two nights ago, so I'm gonna watch some more of it because I'm I'm enjoying the living hell out of that show because I really want to see the movie. What are you guys' thoughts on 2003 Ninja Turtles? 2003, I love I love all Ninja I Turtles. Cool. I, I really I, love that series. That I've series seen a... will play a um, big influence in my next game, not Sonic related. I'm excited to hear more. No, O3 is great, and I think a lot of old fans were going to like it anyway because it's just the Mirage comic. That's all it is. Like they, they're it's it's more true to the source material of Ninja Turtles than the version of Ninja Turtles that everybody from from my generation grew up yeah. with. Yeah, I think I think actually it's not just the Mirage comic. It's like a good, um, it's like a decent balance. Like it's still. It knew what everyone's perception of Ninja Turtles was and didn't make it so foreign, you know? Like, they still yeah. calabunged and everything else. They just put most of it on Mikey, right? And let him be the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, that was a beautiful balance, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed... There's not a Ninja Turtle cartoon I don't love. I've grown up loving every variation of those characters. I Next Mutation and, and Michael Bay versions aside, but, I mean, that's that's not an uncommon opinion. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only one that... No, I'm just kidding. Are you the only one? I do literally feel like I'm the only one that likes Venus. So that's just... It's another turtle. How am I not supposed to like that? Anyway. Sirs. I I don't even know which one we're on right now. Crimson Rose. Crimson Rose? Children's Rose? Here we go. This is the... Look, normally I am on this. Today I am not. Crimson Rose, thank you very much for the $10. Hey guys, Sunset City has been my favorite podcast for a while, so here is some money. Sonic is cool, I guess. Thank you, Crimson. We appreciate it. I I guess he's kind of okay. Oh my. All right. So we got got Panel Chup with uh, 10 pounds. Uh, uh, ten fake dollars. Uh, <laughs> Noah, you do amazing work from what I've seen. I can't wait to play for myself and the rest of you boys. I bet this ten euros that you won't be eaten by a skeleton by the end of the episode. I'm not taking you on that bet because I'm I'm not going to that effort. I'm not doing that. You're not doing it. No. Channel pup, like the YouTube channel channel pup. Like our, uh, he's our, our host. He's our third member. Oh, that's what you've been talking about this whole time. Oh, cool. Yeah. I watched some of his stuff. I'm actually... That's pretty cool. I like all his... Uh, I like. I love Sonic, and then I really love Spider-Man. So Channel Pup's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's our boy. That's our boy. So, we got to have you guys um, on next time together. 
cool. I'm glad that you like what you saw, and I do hope you play it, man. I was actually that you were one of the people when I was about to release the game where I was like, I hope Channel Pop does this. So yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Of all the guests for him to meet, the the one that he wasn't <laughs> here for, be up in space. <laughs> getting offended about me talking about Mars 64 yeah. on his behalf. <laughs> All right. Uh, am I the only one that likes Channel Pub? Am I the only one that likes Mario 64? <laughs> As quoted by Channel Pub. I'm the only one that enjoys video games. Uh, all right. Um, let's see. Whose turn is it? I think it's... No, is it your turn? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a Crimson Rose. Will you guys ever be doing a stream where you play Sonic Shuffle? Will you, boys? Can we? I guess do that. We will now, and we'll find a way. Maybe through an emulator, like online capability. Is that a thing? Have fans gone to that effort? Are they that sick and deranged? Would they want to go through that much effort for Sonic Shuffle? I mean, we're somebody's remaking Sonic 06. Noah here remade Triple Trouble. Hey, so no, I just figured oh, out true. what your next project is. <laughs> oh, okay. Thanks, okay. Sonic Shuffle. I told you good. it was Ninja Turtles related. Wait, what? Oh, I don't care whatever else you're doing. Ninja Turtles. Oh, yes. It's not actual Ninja Turtles, just so we're clear. I'm done with fan games. <laughs> oh, that's fair. But you should put an actual turtle in it, though. Battle Turtles. Battle Turtles. Battle Turtles. For the week. Ninja Toads. Teenage Mutant Needle Teetles. Do you, do, you, do you guys have do you guys have battle toads? Do you guys so. have battle toads for the Wii? I hate you guys so much. I was working at GameStop <laughs> and I actually got that call occasionally. I'm glad. I've gotten that call too in my non-GameStop used game store like years after the Wii stopped being relevant. Battle toads for the Wii? I, it was this dumb like meme that circulated for a while where everybody was just like they would call up GameStop. It was a prank call, and it was, uh, hey, do you guys have Battletoads for the Wii? And people would just get confused because that's not a game that has ever existed. And right. so people would be trying to figure out if they do or do not have this game available and then getting confounded because they couldn't find the title, and they're just getting, like, super confused and, and shit. It was, just a, it, was, it was just like, yeah, yeah, my, my job in retail sucks ass. Please, by all means, make it suck a little bit more. Thank you. Well. Sorry, I have feelings about this <laughs> stuff. You're not allowed okay. to have feelings. Wayne, this is <laughs> a safe space. Uh, Wayne, you're allowed to feel your feelings. I stopped feeling a long time ago. No, there's my uh, shadow. You should, you should just be that Wawa employee then. That, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed. Anyway, Forgot Nick, I think that. you're up yeah, yeah, yeah. the next one. With Junior yeah. Reed, five dollars. This is a question for Noah. Was Mecha Knuckles from Sonic Advance ever considered for the antagonist role instead of Metal Sonic? Uh, I think of when I first started this project in 2017, that may have been something I considered when I was trying to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned Metal Sonic. The reason why Metal Sonic plays such a, uh, a bigger role in my remake is because he is in the original game, right? Where yeah. Me Mecha Knuckles wasn't, but Metal Sonic's already there. So again, in that spirit of not conflicting with the original game, he's a one of the puzzle pieces that's there. How can we use that puzzle? So... 
I didn't mention that question. myself um, while I was playing the game yesterday, but if you had thrown him in there, like that would have kind of completely ruined the whole point of trying to make this all line up with the other games that are already in there. Because then the reveal of him later in Sonic Advance. I mean, you could explain it away, but it's also just... I don't know. I, I feel like that, that would have just kind of been double-dipping on that particular idea of using... That the was the most common guess in theory I got when people were asking what Knuckles' role was. Right. But Which I'm glad I didn't go with it, because apparently that was too obvious. I'm <laughs> glad you didn't either, because his design is garbage compared to Metal Sonic. So. <laughs> no, but for real, okay. though, it's... it's I don't know. I'm excited to see him in, in the in IDW, but yeah, no. Like the more I thought about it, because yeah, that's where my brain went to first. But yeah, like you took such great care of making this make sense in the canon of the mainline games, and yeah, taking... and referencing referencing later Sonic games, right? Very so like Sonic yeah. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, no, and like had... that's that's what Cirrus noticed the very first time we saw that happen. Like Cirrus, yeah, he was like Sonic Heroes. Right, I couldn't. I couldn't say it the first time because when I when I encountered it, uh, you hadn't gotten there yet, and I didn't want to spoil it for you. But yeah, as soon as as soon as you got the uh, like that that point, I was like, oh my god, they they brought this in. This is amazing. Right. So the kind of the cool thing is that in my mind, with this being the hypothetical ninety five Genesis game, it's it's kind of a weird thing, but it's like, so when that happens in Heroes now. That's not the first time it happened. That's a callback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It also makes things a little. It makes things a little strange in um in terms of like IDW Sonic going forward because that's on on the one hand that's a thing that happened in the Sonic OVA. It's a it's a it's an aspect of of what that character can do. But then like in IDW they kind of shift that over to his Neo form. As like this is when he's able to do this type of stuff, so it's a it's it's in a weird middle ground between those two things, but I still like it. Like I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Glad you thought so. Yeah. Uh, the next one we have is from Mister Terry Chaos. Uh, Crimson uh, at Crimson Rose, they'll need to do a whole Klonoa stream to recover from that horrific experience. In regards to Sonic Shuffle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have. Uh, Troibles Noibles with four ninety nine. Uh, ask Noah. God damn it! Ask Noah <laughs> what a sound font is. I'm sure he'll love the question. But for real though, amazing job on uh on Noah and the rest of the team for triple treble sixteen bit. Although I I guess we kind of all already gone over. That I didn't ask topic. you. I didn't ask you this, and I've been meaning to Noah. How many people uh all together worked on this? Or is that even a uh, I don't have the count. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Go to the credits, start counting. Because yeah. it's, you know. The credits are long, I, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that just helped with like one little thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's a lot of people. But like, um, my main thing was I think the biggest contribution, because everyone that's a playtester in there, everyone that worked on the comic, I put them in there. Like, I put everybody in the credits that, you know, I could think of. Yeah. And I'm still adding more because I actually delete. Totally forgot some, so I'm making sure to put them in in the next patch and stuff. But yeah, the game is really probably 90% me. And for most of the development, I kept the team as intentionally small as I can. Because that's another thing that I think goes wrong with Sonic fan projects is there's too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Yeah. So it was really me and D Light Years for like 
the whole five years. She was the lead artist, and then uh, some other artists, uh, DVD and Dolphin join, and then last year we had Comic Jojo, Michael Wave, Jossie Flip, and Emma, sent by Star, I'll help out as well. They came in with like in the last year or so, and type of thing. That was the biggest department where I had the most help was art, because I'm not a very good pixel artist, right? And then, yeah, and also second after that would be uh, music. Obviously, I did most of the music, but there's so many great Genesis musicians out there like DV2 and John Tay. How could you not use those guys? So they helped out. Uh, they helped me out a ton by making the uh, the couple tracks they did because I think they. What was really important to me is when you make an Act One track, you've kind of done everything you could kind of do with that track, and now you have to do it again but different for Act Two. So that's where I would utilize a guest musician the most. It's like bring in somebody else. They have a different perspective, being a different human. How would you remake this Game Gear track in Genesis form? And kind of just let them do that. So I hope that kind of answers the question in a roundabout no, way. Does, no, it does. Because, uh, I, I, you know, I'm completely foreign to all this stuff. So, I mean, it's good to know. Like, yeah. they, we rarely see these these fan projects get to a complete point like this. And certainly not in such a tight package like this. So. Yeah, man. Not as polished of a state. Yeah, this is really, really good. Thank yeah. you so much. Let's uh, let's carry on. And thank then. you, Trey, as well for saying. No, 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 no. That's illegal. We don't, we don't thank Trey for anything on this show. We can, we, we cannot humor <laughs> Trey. Trey's not allowed to feel good. I will humor him if he's saying nice things about me. <laughs> that's the thing. He's lying. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, I will pretend to believe him then. We're gonna speak for go. we're gonna speak for everybody that that can't speak for themselves on the show when they're not here. That's that's apparently that's what y'all do around here. That's what that's the name yep. of the game. That's one hundred percent. It's fine. It's true. Exactly he doesn't have feelings. Do. It's fine. Um. Okay. Where are we? I think we're back at our our good chum Jamal with two dollars. Hashtag bring back hypersonic turbo tails and hyper knuckles. I don't know if I personally need back Turbo Tails, but I, I'm with you with the rest of those those homies. Turbo Tails is a hand. weird one. Turbo with the uh, the flickies? No, 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 no. That's Hyper Tails oh. now. Used to be Super Tails. Turbo Tails is, a, is an Archie transformation where he just gets um, like a deeper red color and he gets a cape. That, what? what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? this a pender's joint it's i'll get into it eventually i'm okay the video's on the way i'm sure it, i'm tired <laughs> i don't want it's okay it's we can move on let's, let's shall move we move on, on? Let's move on. <laughs> it's, let's it's move okay on. to be tired it's okay to hurt nick read the damn thing sure i'll i'll read the the damn thing there i read it now, this one is from Karenio pinion uh, thank you very much for the 25. That is probably a fake currency in some RPG. Uh, I want to say that I was very impressed by DV2 making Genesis music. I know him for his SMS remixes. So he did an amazing job with the remixes on the game. He 100% did. Um, just the ones that come to my head that he did, I know is like Meta Junglera Act 2. He did a wonderful job of the Sky Sanctuary remix. Uh, for the intro stage, which then phased into this very ambient Echo the Dolphin esque yeah. track. Yeah. And then I think his, he called it his magnum opus is Atomic Destroyer Act 2. If you listen to that, that, that may be really the best good. song in the game. That's that, I mean, it's up there for me. 
for sure. He used every single Genesis trick in the book on that song. He left no stone unturned. Like he ripped that soundtrack out of the machine and blessed it. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that too. Cause there were a couple spots in the game. Cause I did mention previously the special stages and yeah, I forgot about that, that track specifically. I was thinking that, yeah, the Genesis probably couldn't pull that off, but that's part incredible. of the reason. No, his music, DB2's music specifically because of how he made it, you can, you can burn it to a ROM and play it on a Genesis. Like it's that's that amazing. like straight up. You can't do that with mine because of the tools I used, but he used a tracker that can just go straight to Genesis. So it's incredible. And that's part of the reason why I was okay with Tom Destroyer being so long. It's just to make sure everyone heard his song. <laughs> that's amazing. So good. All it right. Was, uh, it was definitely a long level, but it, it felt good. Much better than the original game. So much better. Uh, Wayne, I think it's your turn. I think I just went, actually. Did you read the music one? Yeah, oh. yeah. Troy, Troy, Troybles, Noibles. Yeah, it's your turn Maybe. again. My turn. Wait, no, no, no. Hang on. Did I did I completely skip Noah with Jamal? Wait, yeah. hold yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, hold on. Did you? I think it's I okay. Did. I'll just I can read the next one. It's all good. We do this a lot. Wait, uh, where, this is where from. Are we? I'm I'm confused now. Zygarde Legan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey guys, I've been playing Triple Trouble 16-bit, and I've really enjoyed it. And I also finished Sonic Unleashed today as well. Awesome. Good for That's you, cool. dude. That's awesome. I'm glad you really Good. enjoyed it. Good games. Indeed. Cool. Are you the only one that likes Unleashed, though? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not possible, because Channel Pup is the only one that likes Sonic Unleashed. It's no, no, true. no, no, no. He only likes Mario 64, Wayne. Oh, God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll just say AKA Shodan $20. Thanks, man. The next one we have is from Mr. Krabs. Thank you for the $199. Also, Wallace Adventure 2, uh, Wallace Adventure Season 2 coming soon by me. All right, buddy. I'm going to say this real quick. With as much love in my heart as my cold, dark, decaying soul will allow. You don't have to, bud. You don't have to. <laughs> Not necessary. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, all right. Where are we at? That's, I think, Wayne, it's your turn, isn't it? I believe it is. Uh, we've got infamous.jpg with forty nine ninety nine with dude. chickens. <laughs> Three chickens. Roosters. Thank you. Oh, Those sorry. are not roosters. Uh, uh, they're more cuckoos, yeah. Cluckies. Chokey's chicken. Chokey's. Chewy chicken. Chewy chicken, yeah. Oh, that's what they... Yeah, that's what it was called. I think it was originally supposed to be called Chokey's chicken, and then... Uh, I've the seen episodes where it was Chokey's chicken in there. It's Chokey's chicken until Steven Hillenberg from Spongebob Fang took over. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That man has a conscience, so he toned it down a little. Changed <laughs> <laughs> it to chewy chicken. As I always assumed it was just some like some executive at Nickelodeon yeah, came I in did and, too. and one day was just like, "What in the hell were you thinking?" <laughs> so it was. Yeah, Steven seemed like a wholesome guy, so I think that was probably his choice. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, um, Noah, it is your turn with Mr. Krabs. Uh, also, a jungle level that basically cityscape, but you're being chased by a T-Rex or a car- 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 Try to Try to spell Carnotaurus is 
I, I get what you're saying there, Mr. Krabs. Carnotaurus. Yes. <laughs> what, 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 what is a Carnotaurus? Dinosaur chase level would be pretty, pretty cool. I mean, you got chased by what? Trikes in Secret Rings? Is that right? Dinos all over. It's a jungle. Oh, wait, I know this dinosaur. Carnotaurus? Yeah, it's got the bull horns. Really goofy bull uh, horns. It was in that really bad Disney movie. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I oh, love that yeah. thing. Yeah. Matt Damon, baby. <laughs> Got it. Oh, <laughs> All right. Uh, King Raikou with uh, five Californias. Noah, while you were designing the game's bosses, did you have any new boss battles against Eggman himself in mind that were ultimately scrapped? Um, That's a good question because that's the one thing about the original triples is kind of weird is how little you actually fight Eggman himself compared yeah. to other Sonic games, right? You know, he's one of the big, the one of the big triples in the trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So the way I kind of saw it is that you were, um, you're always battling his robots. So that's kind of his presence and stuff. And I wanted to save Eggman for the end of the final battle. That's, you know, so you get those, due to the original game, those three phases in a row. And so you sort of battle Eggman there. I did want to have a point in the middle of the game where you encounter Eggman. And that's an Egg Zeppelin zone when you see him copying the, emerald and kicking you out of there i toyed around with the idea oh, of funny. eggman being the final boss in the second campaign we shall say mm -hmm. um uh, but i i never got past i guess the concept phase so i didn't um ever actually design any sort of eggman fight like that it got scrapped but i did toy around with the idea if that answers your question as fast perfectly as you can all right, um, Cyrus, it's your turn. Yep, next one we, goddamn, <laughs> next one we have is from that Jordo. Thank you for the five dollars. Am I the only one who likes Sonic Triple Trouble sixteen bit fan remake? Probably yes. Only you. <laughs> there can only be one. Only you can that's, like Sonic the Hedgehog. That's my favorite person in this super chat right now. <laughs> my one fan. Oh man. Not 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 Troibles and Oibles. No, he tried to bully him with sound fonts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I I wonder uh, I wonder what sound font that uh, Trey like uh, squeals in when you kick him in the side. Mario sixty four sound font. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! All right, um, Wayne, and then we got Mister SP with ten dollars. I remember all of the hype surrounding Triple Trouble in nineteen ninety four. It was set up as the new big release for the Game Gear, which I never got as a kid. Did I miss out? <laughs> nope. I missed Genuinely, I I don't think so. Like I I mean I remember that being hyped up too, and I was like, yeah, and I I, want, I wanted to play it real bad, as I did. But I mean I I've I tried little bits and pieces of Game Gear Sonic as a kid, and it just wasn't grabbing me like the Genesis ones were. Like I had a Genesis and I had a Game Boy, and it, it turns out I was I was pretty happy with that Game Boy. And uh, I, I don't think you missed a, a whole lot. You go back and play it if you want. I'm going to be reviewing it soon, but um, just be ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, I think it's your turn with Mr. Krabs. Again with the Krabs. Uh, Wayne, I'm kidding. Season two won't happen. Then I will scratch that out of my notes. I'll be taking to therapy. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Safe space, everybody. Safe. 
guys, that is that catches. Uh, yeah, we're all caught up here. So yep. thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Noah. Thank you so much for joining us. It was really fun to actually gush about this and kind of get some of the behind the scenes for this insane undertaking you and your your friends and coworkers have taken. I'm just really glad you all liked it. Thank you so much, man. Of course. Uh, is there anything else you want to kind of point people towards, or just should we just drop in the chat here if you guys can, like some links to the is Game Jolt, right? Yeah, song. Game Jolt. Drop yeah. that link to that Game Jolt. Everyone go play it. Uh, there's a new patch on the way. Should be out either today or tomorrow. Android version on the way as well. Uh, if you really oh. want to keep up with updates, please follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's where I will post about it. And also, if you're interested on what I might do next and what my next game would be, just follow me there as well. Oh, that is absolutely incredible. Um, Cirrus, what are you up to? I am currently stuck on uh, Twitch for the foreseeable future. At the very least, the next 38 hours, but that never ends up being how that works. Yeah, if you guys keep want to keep hanging out with Cirrus, he is still live streaming over on his uh, on his Twitch stream. So be sure to head over there to, to bother him once you're done here. I don't know when I can leave. Wayne! <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what are you doing? Uh, my best. Oh, right, on the channel. <laughs> um, so I'm working on the Digimon World video, and I'm actually making some progress. Uh, I'm uh, closer to the end of that game than I thought I was, but the the real meat and potatoes is just going to be, like, trying to explain to people how that game functions. So uh, that that's going to be fun. In the meantime, I'm taking some looks at, like, how I might be able to uh, start incorporating more streams into my schedule and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I'm not entirely sure what I'm going to be streaming, but um, I'll figure something out. We believe in you. It's okay. All right. You... <laughs> Didn't want to interrupt Nick, you, what are you doing? Um, I'm taking a break. I, I've I've not worked on anything this past week. I might drop a compilation in a few days, might or might not. But I I did just got done with four videos and threw them all up in the same week. Uh, so I am I'm really good and tuckered out, and I'm I'm taking some time to properly put together my analysis of the endings of Clonal One, Clonal Two, and then a separate video just about. The, the basic mechanics and gameplay of Clone 02 without any spoilers, because I I love those games dearly. But also, uh, Noah's inspired me to actually get Triple Trouble started sooner rather than later. I want to do a proper deep dive comparison between the original game and, and what Noah's put together. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling inspired to do both Sonic and non-Sonic material. So expect stuff sooner rather than later. But in the meantime... I've got four videos that are, are fresh and pipe and hot. Go watch them. But yeah, and just uh -huh. uh, just to speak for, just to get Pup's uh, chat over here, dude. And Ed Pup, genuinely, I, I am sorry for, for speaking without you here on your behalf. But Pup does right here. Noah, hoping I get to chat with you in the future. It's a crazy coincidence that you watch my content. I'll be more than happy to do a spotlight on your game. Yeah, let's get you guys in the same room. Get you guys talking with each other, Pups. And just a charming, charming boy. Also, awesome. because he, he can't plug himself, I'm going to go ahead and throw his Clonella video. 
he did just put up a just a yeah a big chunky clone o2 video so be yeah. sure to and more more people need to watch it yeah go watch his video go play triple triple 16 bit we've given you guys plenty of stuff to, to have fun with today you're welcome and with all that said we'll see you guys next time <laughs>